Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. All right, it's Common Folk, we're back. We sure are, it's Common Folk time. Yeah, <laughs> we have a guest. What's going on today? Yes. Yeah, so I... I we get a lot of feedback now, and that's been awesome to see and hear, uh, whether people are giving us reviews on Google or Apple. Um, and I feel like some of our best episodes are when we bring in small business owners, mm-hmm. guys that got out there and gals that got out there and just said, heck, with the nine-to-five regular job and made kind of cut their own path. Uh, so yeah. a guy that I met a few weeks ago through a networking group, um, he gave a presentation, and I was, I was really blown away by it. Um, and it's Adam Connect over here. With Envision Fitness is his business. So, Adam, say hi. Hi, thanks for having me. And that's all we have for today. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right. Moving on. No, wait, wait, wait. We want him to talk a little bit more. Sometimes I get sick of you too. So, uh, I'm glad we have a guest. Amen. Right. Thank God. So we, <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, a lot of times, too, what's cool, we've been able to dig into a lot of Nebraska based stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff that's going on around, around here. And a lot of people who listen to this, I mean, we have listeners from kind of all over the country. Mm hmm. And people think Nebraska, they think, man, you know, there's nothing going on out there. There's a bunch of cornfields. Corn, corn, cows, and football. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we do have that, but there's other things. Oh, I love talking corn and football. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of your thing for sure. So it's kind of neat to get into some of these other little specifics that are going on around here that people don't realize. um, And it's coming straight out of the Midwest. And then Mm -hmm. just kind of put our common folk spin on it there we go so uh so adam uh envision fitness is is the name of the company um what do you got going on there yeah so we're um primarily a um, in-home personal training company over the last probably about three years we've kind of taken that to a more united states brand so we do some online training um when i first started we did all in-home i was going to build a fitness facility here in omaha And I kind of had people all over Omaha, Bellevue, and I was like, well, let's just keep this going and see what happens. And gosh, probably a year into it, I had like 45 clients, and we were just kind of growing and going. And um, and then it grew into well before virtual even became a big thing. It was actually Skype. I was training some doctors down at UNMC, and they were doing their residency, and then they were moving up to Oregon. They're like, man, we don't want to stop this. They had great results. They were doing really well. And so we developed this whole Skype training, and I still train them today. Seven years later, we had a little bit upgraded from Skype now. We're not really quite doing that. So we have FaceTime and Zoom, which is a little better platforms to do it on. But, yeah, it's been great. We have wow. 13 different yeah. states we train in right now. And, yeah. So when you talk about training, it, what what does that actually look like? Because like, you're talking about, obviously, you're doing video stuff from the mm-hmm. platforms you're talking about. So are you, like – you're showing them like different movements and things like that or what's what's that mean yeah so we um we take a kind of a just basic approach you know most of our clientele are you know not people that want to lift 300 pounds on a bench press or squat 500 pounds anymore we're trying to take people on their average daily life and be literally be able to hey i want to go play with my grandkids and not feel like i can't get out of bed on monday right i want to be able to just go hunting once in a while. I want to be able to go do this, go play golf and not have to go see the chiropractor on Tuesday because I can't move because I've swung Mm -hmm. the club 155 times. Well, if you're golfing with me, it'd be like 155. (laughs) But, you know, and so we just do basic movements and range of motion and functional movement where I tell most people, we probably won't lift a weight for the first three to five weeks because if you can't do a proper form squat or shoulder press through a proper range of motion, we're going to fix a lot of those habits first before we jump into really building muscle and lifting weights and things like that. So it's, it, is it live or do, are people? Yeah, it's live. Yep. Okay. So you're actually doing the movement and right. then yeah, people we'll on the other the end are doing the same thing. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. I actually like that. Like when you were saying, I think that would be hard though, just with working out, like people probably just want to jump into it. So without the weights, I'm sure it's the mindset of getting, the body conditioned and ready mm-hmm. for the form yep. because I'm sure they're expecting like they want to sweat and do all these things that you have to keep reminding them. I'm just thinking to myself that would be hard. Yeah, it is sometimes, you know, people get through the workout and they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. But then they wake up the next morning like, oh, my gosh, I've never felt that muscle before. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's probably because you've never worked that muscle mm-hmm. before. 
But so we don't really need to have a lot of stuff to make you sore. We right. can make you sore through movements you probably haven't done in 25 years. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. your, with what you're doing and what you're putting out there, is it some kind of like um, organization that you're a part of or is it your own independent thing or? No, this is my own company. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have three trainers that work for us and then a part-time dietitian, registered dietitian. Cool. And the, and the brand that you're using, that's your own brand as well. Yep. The Envision brand. Yep. Gotcha. So I looked you up on, on Facebook. You have a Facebook account mm-hmm. and about, and I just want to quickly read these couple of sentences here because I think it kind of speaks uh, volumes to what you got going on and what you envision. Catch that? Got right. it. All right. A little oh, wordplay there. Oh, wait. Oh, you huh? need the drum yeah. thing. Da, 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 da. Is it this one? No. 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 Not that one. It was money, though. <laughs> that <laughs> one. <laughs> just a little late, guys. At Envision Fitness, we look forward to helping everyone reach their goals. We will push beyond what you think your limits are. Success lies just outside of your comfort zone. And here, we plan to have you be a success for other people around you. So you use you and your. It's very driven towards who you're talking to, but you end it with success for the people around you. So already that's it's like painting a different picture in my mind than what I usually see from fitness organizations, you know, uh, gyms trying to sell memberships, you know, uh, around January 1st, things of that nature. So uh, could you take a minute and kind of, kind of walk me through how did you come up with uh, those couple of sentences there? And why is that posted on, you know, your Facebook page when we we're looking up about, you know, Envision Fitness? For sure. So um, I'm a big believer in peers motivate peers. Um, but I'm also a big believer in, you know, you're talking about January one new year's resolutions. That's a big time for mm-hmm. gyms and the fitness world and the industry. Um, but we talk a lot about motivation only goes so far, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be, I mean, I like to work out. I'm not motivated every freaking day to go work out, right? There's days mm-hmm. where I lay in bed at four thirty or five or whatever time I have to get up to go work out. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do it. I'd rather <laughs> just go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, the why behind the what is what's going to create why I'm actually going to get up and go do that workout, mm-hmm. right? And most of the time, it's not strong enough if it's just, oh, I got to be healthy for, for me. Mm-hmm. But if you figure out maybe it's for my kids, I want to set in a good example for my kids or I want to do this for my parents or whatever that why behind the what is usually a mm-hmm. little bit more beyond yourself. So we dive into a lot of that with our clients and really get into that because you know, you're only going to be motivated for so long and then you're going to be like, this stinks. I don't want to do it anymore. That's you know so true. It's yeah. so easy to be like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. But if you put your kids on it or, you know, something else. Being there for like, your parents yes. or whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. you're going to do it for someone else probably. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, – I just noticed this, uh, a recent post uh, on your There's an Athlete in Everyone page. Yeah. Uh, Tim Fertig, is he one of your, your guys? He's a trainer, yep. And I think I met him uh, mm-hmm. at one of those uh, group sets. But uh, he said, let go of motivation. And he ends – wraps that up with consistency beats willpower. And I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about, right? All day long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, you see so many of those t-shirts and those posts online with, you know, just a cut guy or gal. And that's why you got to drink this. So that's why you got to do that. And your, your take at it is like, no, let's start slow and let's figure out things that we could do every day to build a habit, to build consistency. It's not about benching 300 pounds, which you can see I can't do that. I never could. <laughs> you, look, you look like it, kind of. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Good what God. are you, Andy? Like a buck thirty? You're probably you're like my she size. Is. Oh, she got you there. Mm, yeah, she it's did. It's not bad mm. that you're little. I don't think. It's... <laughs> <laughs> and my hands—they're not very big either. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying you're shorter. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's... I am. I am what I am. Yeah, I'm like five nine, one forty-five. Okay, so yeah. yeah. I did there touch the scale once in college at 175 when, when I was playing football. Yeah, it you was, really was, bulked up. Yeah, I was 175 my senior year, and but that was creatine, you know, two times a day, <laughs> eating four meals a day, a lot of protein. And, I'm yeah. I'm feeling bad if no. I offended you. No. I'm not. Like I mean, no, it's not I like you're five foot a with a belly. Yeah. I'm having a hard time believing you can get to 175. No, and I we're talking it. to a trainer. I did it. Yeah. I want to see a picture. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll dig one up for you. All right. Oh, yeah, you're gonna have to bring yeah. it in because yeah. I want to see it now yeah, too. We'll, we'll post it. We'll post it. Did Ashley ever <laughs> see that size? Well, yeah, we were dating at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then as soon as that's I mean, what got her, probably. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was the football playing weight. 
But it, yeah, as soon as uh, my senior year wrapped up and uh, the next thing was, you know, Cancun <laughs> spring break, uh, that weight went away. <laughs> that definition went away. <laughs> That's a problem, you know, and, and this is not what we're talking about, but I can relate. Um, being like a slim guy, mm-hmm. you have way more trouble putting on weight oh, yeah. than losing weight. I do. Yeah. Because you like, you, you have to work hard to mm-hmm. get to get bulked up to add weight whatever and then as soon as you stop yeah it, it all fades. oh well doesn't that suck yeah. oh my god i mean let me men have problems for a adam second, teller okay? men have issues too. <laughs> a lot more issues than women yeah <laughs> oh all yes. right thank you i actually believe that a lot <laughs> so i was totally gonna get into something i don't even remember what you guys were talking about before because that got <laughs> Well, the, the Andy assault got rid. Really, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm so I'm sorry, kidding, Andy. I'm kidding. <laughs> but both of you are skinny. I mean, skinny guys. Yeah. Well, I had something I was thinking of. So, are your client is your clientele normally an, an individual? You said a group. So, is it either or, or like you train people? You, will you go to their house? You said too. Like you'll mm-hmm. do personal training. What do you do? You prefer one or the other? Would you rather? go train somebody in person or is it harder on skype like um i wouldn't say it's harder um it's different okay right so i mean i probably would say i prefer the in person just because of the relational yeah, standpoint it's like the body to body yeah for right. sure okay um doesn't mean that the skype or the virtual can't work or yeah. can't do it it's just a little bit of a different technique and they have to do a lot of different things as far as like you know when i'm working with you in person i can move around you Right, see different angles, see how your squat looks from different angles. When they're doing it, I am actually having them move for me. Okay. So it makes it just a little bit, especially early on when we're just getting to know each other and getting to feel like what can you do and what can you not do? Yeah. What hurts or what doesn't hurt? Okay. So, yeah. Okay. But you do both. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, or do you want to get into that more? Well, and he's getting into, or you've, you've been in discussions with doing some group work, and that's one that I thought you'd be interested in with a, a cheer facility. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. And what, what all goes into that, or what does that look like? Yeah, so we've been in talks with a, a cheer facility here in Omaha about um, working with their athletes and doing some different things with them. And, you know, a lot of people kind of dismiss cheer probably me too until i really thought about it but cheer cheer athletes too right mm-hmm. they need that explosive edge they need the flexibility they need the ability to jump spring handsprings flip tumble all that stuff yeah. so the more we can add stuff into that the greater we can create their learning curve when they're with their coaches personally learning cheer well the more they can control their body and have that jump and the ability to explode the faster their learning curve is so we've been in talks with a a facility here in Omaha about doing some stuff for them and yeah, where that works and, and it'll that, be a lot of fun. Yeah. And that might spin into like football teams, <clears throat> yeah. basketball mm-hmm. teams, yeah, the whole nine yards. Our daughter cheers nationally. So she's Huge. might be at that cheer gym, but I know there's a couple gyms that are competitive in town. So yeah. anyways, but yeah, it is definitely a sport. Although it is. A lot and they, did, they definitely need that um, expertise. Like, they, I'm sure they have people internally that are, you know, inexpert in one way or another. But, you know, if you can bring somebody in to kind of show them, like, hey, think about this, think about that, move this way, whatever, um, to prevent injuries and to be more competitive, like, we've run into a lot of that. Yeah. Well, and with our oldest, she's a competitive soccer – well, competitive soccer. She played uh, Colorado State, just got done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she's always had that training. I feel like been to – you know, trained with a ton of people – range of motion all the things so you're not getting hurt so i think that could apply to a lot of things what you do yeah yeah in the cheer world it's it's not very common right i mean no it's really not i mean they condition but a lot of it old school and i mean we've been doing it for years was a lot of just go run like they're running or they're doing bear crawls or whatever and they got to do more than that like and and they starting they are now but it's coming around i think um more mature. Yeah. I think what a lot of people don't realize is that additional training and expertise and, you know, uh, sight from someone like yourself that sees something and goes, man, you know, you guys need to do this, you need to move this way, whatever. It results in a little bit more success, but also a little bit more satisfaction. So you've got the, the athlete that's out there doing their thing. And if they can if they can achieve 
more success by what they're doing because of the results that they're getting from something that you're coaching on. They're, they're way more engaged. Um, and that's the thing about youth sports, yeah. you know, is we get into these things where these kids get out there and they're not having some, they're not having a lot of success. And, and there's just a, a few things that kind of need to be tweaked and the club's doing the best they can, but they don't have the experts, you know, there on staff. So bringing someone like you in, I think makes a huge difference. So is that kind of something you guys are thinking about maybe targeting or? Yeah. I mean, we were just approached on it from the owners that own the cheer. And, um, you know, I've been called many times by some coaches and club sports here in Omaha. Um, I just haven't had the facility to yeah. actually mm-hmm. do it. So I've kind of shied away from it. I still do some one-on-one stuff. I mean, I got a couple of college athletes I've trained and things like that, that I do one-to-one with them. But if we're going to bring in like a whole team, obviously we need a bigger facility and that's where this is kind of coming in. We're helping them design a, a weight room and a fitness room and things like that and how to set it up. So it's going to be successful for the athlete and, I mean, fun part is a lot of people don't know is, you know, strength conditioning for <clears throat> athletics really started in Nebraska, right, mm-hmm. with Boyd Epley back in the what, late 60s, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And that's where it kind of just started to snowball. And now it's starting to snowball into cheer and other sports that you really just don't think about as much or think about them as athletes, but they're big time athletes. I mean, they're jumping and exploding and cutting and just as much as any athlete. And a lot of people who haven't been through it don't realize, like, when you get to the college level and you start going through all of the the things that they have at their disposal, you know, from a college standpoint, the amount of training and stuff that they're doing behind the scenes that have nothing to do with the actual game Mm -hmm. or the actual, you know, whatever the thing they're trying to achieve, that's the biggest part of it. You know, I mean, we went through a ton of the – a ton of walkthroughs with um, schools with Elise – and we were seeing these things that they're doing behind the scenes with this testing and these monitors and all mm-hmm. these kinds of crazy things that we were looking at. And we're like, oh, my gosh. And then you look at it kind of analytically and you're like, that totally makes sense. Yeah. They yeah. need to work on that. They need to work on that. Our son, I was just telling him this week, he's 12 and he's uh, he loves sports. He's playing football. He's playing basketball. He's, uh, you know, doing his thing. And I was like, man, you have to work on we need to find somebody for you they can teach you how to run better. Like just straight up your yeah. your motion. Because he used to be, but I feel like he's growing, so things are changing. Don't yeah, you and, think? And it's not, I feel like it's not something that people would have thought about in the past. It was just like throw him out there on the field, let him yeah. go. Like, oh, that kid's kind of fast. That kid's not. That one's a rocket, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm watching him, and I'm like, you, you've got what it takes, but your motion is totally out of whack. Yeah. And and I don't know how to train you that. And not only that, you're not going to listen to me because I'm your dad. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, true. yeah. So let's find somebody that's an expert yeah. in this area and get after that. That's funny you mentioned that. So I did some stuff down at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. The number one thing they did with every athlete that they had was just strictly their gait, which is walking, running, mm-hmm. heel to toe, mm-hmm. what that looks like. Then the angle of how your foot's coming out as you start to slowly speed up on a treadmill and run. And they literally broke that down into every little aspect and build it up from there. So if you know you can walk really well, but we got you into a slow jog at like six miles an hour on a treadmill and you started to have a little bit of a kick out with your foot, they would design that so they built the muscle up so that kick out wouldn't happen at six miles an hour and then jumped up to nine and 12 and that's 15 huge. and whatever. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that. And that's one of the things we see with athletes today is they go into just what you're talking about, right? We, well, we need to jump in. Well the the overall design of it is is right we want to make sure the athlete feels like they're getting something out of it so we jump right into box jumps you know jumping over hurdles single leg lateral hops and i'm not saying none of that stuff's not good but if you don't fix the gate or fix that portion of it first all you're doing is increasing the odds that they're going to get hurt when Mm -hmm. they actually are at full speed on a basketball court or a soccer field or something like that because there's there's going to be a difference in torque from front to the back mm-hmm. muscle mm-hmm. yeah i know it's like i think about it and he's like a stomper like we'll go running mm-hmm. outside and i'm like quit your feet are so loud <laughs> like yes it's there's so many little things but if you peel back the onion layer and start yeah fresh it's so yeah. true yeah. yeah it's funny what like coaches can do I mean, i'm sure you've seen it if you have a college athlete mm-hmm. and you were talking about a little bit right i always tell people all the time like you only really spend 
maybe three to four months with your actual coach in the sports specific. Yeah. Right. You spend like eight, nine months with a strength conditioning with the coach. Trainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that relationship and the development that they can get in that eight to nine months is where how much that coach can actually take that player development and go from here to here mm-hmm. by next season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a category that needs some help for sure. Um, so one of the things that I wrote down here that I wanted to get into, you know, we've been talking about a little bit so far, what you're doing in your business and so on and so forth, but I'd like to know a little bit about what your background is and how you kind of got into this. So, um, you know, coming up, where'd you grow up and how did this become something for you that was of interest and you wanted to build a business on? Yeah. Um, I don't really know if I want to say where I grew up. So I grew up in Wood River. I don't really know how popular that is anymore. I don't know where that is. (laughs) Man, home it's, of Scott Frost. I was what? Say, hometown of Scott oh, Frost. Man. I mean, I'm it sorry. used to be like Andy, Andy knows. <laughs> Andy's yeah. like smiling from ear it to ear. Used to be like the best place in Nebraska. Yeah. Now it's kind of like, oh, you guys are from the trash area yeah. now. Bad place. Thanks a lot. We yeah. Still, <laughs> we, I mean, we still basically give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, there's, yeah. hey, things yeah. happen. They you know? do, <laughs> especially over the course of five years. What, what yeah. But yeah, I grew up there. Always into sports. Love sports and. So um, I kind of had a passion of doing that. I've always really liked the body, so I was going to do a PA route, went to UNK, played a year of football. Um, I also shot on the U.S. Olympic team, and it just didn't really mix real well. What's the, you, Real quick, you said you shot on the team. What's that mean? Like skeet shooting. Okay, so, so you, were, you, were, you had a shotgun and you were shooting. Yep, play okay. targets. And so, um, so that's was, a totally different thing. I mean, based on what we talk about, I mean, we talk mm-hmm. a lot about hunting and outdoors yeah. and things like that. Did that, how do you feel like that affected your, did that have an effect on your fitness journey or was that just something that you got into that was just fun? Um, no, it didn't really have an effect. It was just something I got into that, um, I guess helped grow my fitness journey just from the simple standpoint that, um, I used the connections I had down at Colorado Springs after I graduated from UNK with a sports medicine degree to go down there and, and work and work with their athletes down there on strength training programs, injury prevention programs, sometimes re- rehabbing injuries and things like that, and working with orthopedic doctors and physical therapists on here's what this athlete needs to do to get better and things like that. Um, once I did that, I kind of was like, I love the sports aspect of it, but you know, I just like, oh man, something's missing. It's just not totally right. So I come back to Omaha, um, started a personal trainer at 24 Hour Fitness, and that was kind of what I tell people is I got to work with all the things I like with the body and the movement and studying people. But then the hard aspect of it for me was watching people do a squat that they never thought they could do. Watching people go play with their grandkids or go run a mile or go walk a mile. Heck, I mean, even something like mm-hmm. that. And that was my heart aspect of it and watching people lose 50 and 60 and 70 and 100 pounds and changing their life and getting their life back on track. Um, and I've just loved it ever since. And so I worked my way up at 24 hour fitness and kind of self-driven and always wanted to own my own business. So I don't know, one day, I think I was 27. I was like, sure. I'm just going to do it and see what happens. What do you think, um, put that drive in you to have your own business? I don't know. I I really don't know. I mean, I've just always been yeah that person. I mean, it wasn't the hours or like working for yourself at no, no. Okay. I mean, obviously, you know, working for yourself is a lot of hours. I mean, there yeah. was a lot of hours, 10, 12 hour days still is. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. It just, I don't know. You didn't have any like uh, examples or anything as far as like parents or family or friends or anything that were doing that kind of thing. It was just something that was in you, huh? Yeah. No, my parents just worked both um, eight to five jobs and, you know, they made good livings, but no, none of them were entrepreneurs or self-stars, none of them were farmers or anything like that. We grew up a lot around farming community, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I saw some things there, but no, I just had some, yeah, Something always wanted to control my own destination. <laughs> How old were you when you started the business? 27. And, and did you have family? That's what I want to ask. Okay. I didn't. I was okay. just single, just me. Yeah. Yep. Single and that makes it a little easier. Yes. <laughs> and still. Still. And when you started doing that, um, I don't know if you were still close to your family, like your parents and, and whatever. If so, did they have any kind of, like, did you gather anything from them? Like, I mean, I'm going on my own. I'm doing my thing. Um, not too much. So I had a friend um, 
that I would say maybe was a little bit of a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, um, which was funny, he was uh, in the banking world, lending mortgage. So he wasn't even an entrepreneur, but he did some stuff on the side, some side hustles that I guess you could acquire that was an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. But um, he told me from a long time, he's like, dude, you need to do something on your own. He's like, you'd be successful. He's like, you got just the traits and characteristics. And so I guess that's probably what kickstarted it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always kind of had it. I'm, I'm not very good at listening to other people. It's kind of a stubborn side. It's <laughs> a big trait. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say, that is totally him right yeah. here with yeah. the business thing. <laughs> yeah. But you also had a support system, you know, talking about your family, both having good jobs. Uh, they mm-hmm. weren't like, oh, Adam, don't do that. Don't take that risk. So like, you did have that. For sure, yeah. Or were, or were they saying, me. what are you doing? <laughs> no, they've always encouraged me to, right. you know, just follow your passion and what you do. And, mm-hmm. you know, they pretty much were always like, if you do that, you'll be successful. Yeah. And yeah, they're get, right. Go get it. So they were able to see kind of the vision that you had and they and they were supportive of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's fairly unique, it, I, at least from folks that I've talked to, like mm-hmm. in the entrepreneurial world where you've got a family that's always been kind of doing that nine to five and that, you know, those typical jobs and they see um, someone along the line that wants to go out on their own and do something and they're just super nervous and they're just like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Like this is, I'm worried for you. Like, I, I'm not sure if this is going to work kind of thing, but if you've got that backing, man, that's huge. Oh, it's big time. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, but it's like what we talked about with our clients, right? I mean, you got to get outside your comfort zone. Well, so do I. That's a great parallel. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm not mm-hmm. willing to do it, why should I expect you to do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's different industries, right? I mean, one's your health and one's a financial or, you know, entrepreneur endeavor or whatever, but same still kind of the same process. principle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it makes sense. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, and a lot of times uh, you do see it overwhelmingly where your family and friends don't want you to take that risk. And whether they have – it's. I feel like it's almost disguised as they want the best for you, but you're, you're starting to break out of that little knit group. And whether we want to admit it or not, we don't We don't always support people reaching out and mm-hmm. going for more. It's like, man, then you're going to make put pressure on me to go mm-hmm. out and do yeah. this or yeah, do that. Sure, you know what I mean? Like it's, like it's just this weird deal where you would expect everyone to have support, but in reality, a lot of times people kind of keep you – where you're at, you know, and unless you're going to break out and meet a new group of friends or whatever, and that's, mm-hmm. that's really getting out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you want to make a huge life change or start a business, especially one where it's Envision Fitness, you know, where you're kind of telling people this is how you should lead your life or this is how your day-to-day should go. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> did you see a transition that? Did you lose friends, gain friends, now you look back at it? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, anytime you, you know, you do something different, you're going to, like you said, you're going to step on toes. You're going to make people feel uncomfortable. Right. right? And, you know, I have friends that just did the eight to five job, even though, you know, I never really never looked at him any differently, but you know, our schedules are changed, right? I mean, my schedule was busy. I was busy until eight, Mm -hmm. nine o'clock because I wanted to make it work. And that was what you had to do. You had to put in time to make it work. And Mm -hmm. so we didn't always have the time to, you know, go hang out or do this or do that. So, yeah, there was some flack of, like, you never have time for us anymore. Sure. Yeah. Right. And you're like, uh, yeah. do it But now I got more company. time. And yeah. they don't have time for me anymore. So, right. You know. <laughs> so you funny? were 27, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't, didn't have a facility, just decided, I'm going to start training people. How'd you get the word of mouth out? I mean, how'd you grow it? Yeah. So um, I just started everybody I'd connected with up to that point. I basically told them what I was doing. And if they knew of somebody or they themselves were interested and here's what I was doing and I started with I think I guess my first month I don't remember I had maybe four or five clients okay um yeah and then I mean word of mouth moves fast right if you do yeah do things and do what you say you're going to do for them um people start losing weight and you know you got a hundred friends that notice real quick like absolutely what are you doing I'm working with this guy yeah you know and so cool just kind of grew and grew and grew and yeah it was fun so you would go to their houses or they could go they would be at a gym would you go with them so everything we did was all in home okay to start in yep. home okay so, so we people had home. to have the equipment or, or even just if they whatever didn't. yep we brought it um gotcha. and then we got some contract with some local country clubs and worked with some of their members and things like that okay um and now we have a space that we do rent out here in omaha and 
um, but probably again still 75 80 percent of everything we do is in home yeah and which was huge when you know the pandemic hit it was oh, like yeah. we were already there and You're like i can no keep worries. coming yeah like, yeah oh that's sweet there's a lot of things that covid affected in a positive way and that in-home fitness training was probably one of the bigger bigger ones that actually saw a positive effect from that for sure i would think (laughs) yeah it was it was huge the funny part was is the amount of calls we got for from people like i go to the gym four or five days a week but i all of a sudden don't know what to do at home to make like well it's no different you just don't have 90 pounds to lift like yeah we just have to recreate the wheel and be creative yeah just figure out a different in-home setting yeah right so then do you do food plans and meal stuff along with that? Is that a yep. huge part of your training too? Or hundred percent. Okay. I mean I tell people all the time, like you you can't go out out go you can't go out work a bad diet, right? I mean you put crap in, you can go to the gym seven days a week, two hours a day, mm. the results aren't gonna be very good. Yeah. So um, we take a little bit of a different approach. We don't really necessarily give you a meal plan like here, eat this every single day. Uh, because it's just not sustainable for most people. So we take most people's lifestyle and we find out, right? Like our biggest one is we have busy parents that have two and three kids. Yeah. They're in multiple sports, right? And they're like, well, I work till three, four, five. And I go home and I grab this kid from school. I go drop him off over here. And then I go grab the other kid and I drop him off over here. And then by the time I go pack, pick this kid up from school, I yes. drop him back off at home. So hopefully somebody yeah. can. Wait, you're talking about Exactly, right? Okay. Yeah, it's pretty similar, right? Okay. So. Um, to understand that, you know, like you don't have time to cook this chicken salad every night or yeah. this steak or this or whatever. So we try to create things and we tell people, you know, we're looking for a lifestyle change. This thing isn't going to happen overnight. We live in a microwave society, um, which we forget about that. Like success just doesn't happen overnight. And it's not going to in this arena either. And if it does happen overnight, it's probably not going to be sustained. Yes, very right? true. And so we talk about like we just want to change one habit like per week. And then we might change another one. And so but what you, habit could that be? Like be stop drinking water. Okay. Or stop drinking a soda or exactly. just like quit or start doing something new every week. Absolutely. And like they check in with you or. Yeah. Like so we'll create thing. whatever their habit is we want to create. So we'd usually do one for nutrition and one for exercise. Gotcha. And so nutrition, 90% of the time, it's always starting with water. We just don't drink enough water okay. most of the time for us as humans. Right. Um, and then exercise, it really depends on what they're doing. So it might be a flexibility thing. It might be a, you know, creating a different exercise or whatever. It might be just steps. Hey, let's go from 5,000 steps to 5,500 steps and just hit that every single day this week. And I think that goes back to like what we always said, we were saying earlier about kids sports. I mean, you see a tiny bit of success, you're going to want to keep going. Mm-hmm. When exactly. you don't, you just start like, yeah, I'm going to throw in the towel. Yep. Or this is no fun anymore. And it just starts, like you said, starts building confidence. Like, oh my gosh, I did it. I went yeah. from 5,000 to 5,500. I mean, it sounds so stupid though. Like, oh, I did it. I drank more water today. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not. It's like, not. Because it, it's hard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. Well, this plays into your tagline, right? Success is earned one win at a time. And I like how you kind of left that open because anything can be a win. Drinking more water, not drinking a soda today. You know, like quantify it to you. Yes. To, to your battle plan, if you will. Yep. Now, for me, uh, this was opening deer season this past weekend. And I'd always take Kylo out for a walk and then play fetch with him. And that was only like a quarter mile walk. I walked like 10 miles <laughs> this past <laughs> weekend. <laughs> and you know you know the hills oh, where yeah. we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of hurting right now. <laughs> so I need to get on a, a deer hunting <laughs> fitness <laughs> yeah. regiment right now. Dude, you're like almost 40 now, aren't you? Or you are 40. I am 40. You just 41. turned 40. Yeah. yeah. So, or you turned 41. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 41. Yeah. Yeah. He's Old older than us, balls, Ben. Bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. just an old little guy. <laughs> I was just going to say he's an old little guy, too. Andy, man, we are just, r- just breaking you man. today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Is it I, like this normally? Well, it's going to be because I get to edit this. So we can cut all this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, leaving it. I this will. is good. I will. When do you see no, sure. people really – is is it for – I mean, people are like, oh, 40. Do you see people – going not down the hill but it gets getting harder is there like an age that you can like think in your mind that you're not in your 20s anymore you're 
Like it's just I don't know. Yeah. So you mean like as far as like metabolism yes. is slowing yeah. down? Just everything gets tougher. Or yeah. is it not like a set range? It's not really a set range. Um, you know, the whole metabolism slowing down is kind of a myth. Okay. Um, because it's just built on what you've done. So I would probably say if, if I was going to put a range, I'd say probably mid 30s because most people have been into a corporate industry for 10 to 12 years at that point in time. Okay. Um, so a lot of times, you know, you're sitting eight hours a day. Then you think, well, if I sleep seven hours a day, and then a lot of times I go home and I watch TV for two to three hours. Yeah. I mean, right? That's a lot of sitting. We don't move a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you do that over time and time and time again. Well, those muscles are shortening. Those muscles are getting weaker. Okay. And now you start to get a little bit of pain in your joints. And you're like, oh, man, so I don't really don't want to go work out because it hurts, right, to do a simple little squat and things like that. So it's really not the metabolism that's slowing down. It's actually just that we're slowing that process down for them. Okay. Right? The then, conditioning of the body. Yeah. We're not. And then if you think about all the processed it. foods and yeah. yeah, that slows all that stuff. So. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. we've all hit that. Yeah. We're not. How? I'm not, can I ask how old you are? Yeah, I'm 24. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. 38. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're in that range then. I'm getting what there. you're talking about. Yeah. But are yeah. you feeling any differences? I haven't. No. I mean, I still he, run hello, like a four, he works four, out all the time. No, but I mean, that's the that's the point I'm getting to. <laughs> oh, and, okay. and you're lying about what you just <laughs> 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 What? I haven't timed it. That's the last time I ran it was okay. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. But yeah, I mean, obviously staying active and, and focused on what you're focused on probably makes a huge difference. I have a lot of buddies and I feel like I've been a late bloomer on everything. And you start, we started hitting 30 and getting over 30 and get those mid thirties and all my buddies were like, gosh, dang it, man, you know, this and that, I'm putting on weight, this is happening, blah, blah, blah. I feel like when I hit 40, it was almost like on the day, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Like everything started coming down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm now, here I am, was it November? And that was March. Yeah. So what, You're going to be 41 that? soon. That was a few months. And uh, I haven't done anything about it yet, and I absolutely need to. Like, yeah, we talk about it. Well, you switch to light beer. You know, you're making – that's one win, right? That's, yeah. that's well, a uh, always, It's I've always been light, always Andy. Don't give oh, him that. Okay. A lot of light beer. <laughs> Don't give him that. <laughs> yeah. So I will, maybe it just needs to go to a moderate amount of light beer. That's probably part of it, yes. Okay. Ben needs to yeah. start with the water. Is what we were water's, talking about. Yeah, bar's a big like, thing. I mean, you can see not, what I'm drinking right now. That is not good. <laughs> he knows that. Because so you got water. Yeah, you got water. Just And just the activity. I mean, I feel like we got a lot of activity. We probably have more activity than most because we're always running around doing things. Like, we're not mm-hmm. sitting. I mean, I do spend a fair <clears throat> amount of time in front of a computer. But we're doing a lot of activity. Um, but it's not weight training. It's not a specific not to what weights, you need to do like better. Just like just getting out and getting active, man. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Really, I need to do it. Andy. Yeah. Andy doesn't do you need work to do out? It. He's still 135. Uh, I I do have a, a a little weight bench in my home office, and I I try to hit that at least three times a week. Okay, and it's just real light weights. Yeah. Uh, but I always, I'll, I will I'll skip a lot of times. Like I'll go a week without doing anything, you know, and then I'll feel bad, and then it makes it harder to do it the next time. Once you stop, it's yeah, so hard it to really start is. again. And, it and is. I I have a problem with just keeping myself accountable, you know, and then you'll fall into that. Well, I'm still doing more than most. Well, don't compare yourself to most, right? Compare yourself to you or or however you want to look at it. Everybody's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I can still talk myself into it if I just don't feel good enough that day. (laughs) You know what I mean? Why do you think you compare yourself to most? Why not compare yourself to the best? Oh. Why don't people do that? I like Mm, that. Well, I I feel like I've always this is just me just yeah. thinking thinking this through. I've always felt that don't compare yourself to the best or in any field because there is somebody out there better than you. Period. Like well, there always I can, is. I, exactly. So I can try to make a free throw, but Michael Jordan will always be better than me. You know. So like I feel like it, maybe in some regards it's better to um, compare yourself to you yesterday. Like are you beating yourself yesterday and if I'm taking up boxing and I just straight up compare myself to Vander Holyfield or Bud Crawford here in town, well, man, I'm always going to know that I have no shot. You, you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Uh, it's just kind of a maybe it's a defeatist attitude saying, that I have. I'm wondering <laughs> if you're saying like, why wouldn't you at least try to get to their level? Mm-hmm. Like it's going to push you more. Is that? A hundred percent. Rather right. than 
comparing to the minimum? I don't know, or the standard quo, or just a, your average what American? Or your average Joe. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're way overweight. They don't work out at all. You know? So, what is your thought on that? Well, I just I you hear a lot of people say that like I'm better than most. I'm like, well, yeah, really? but are you? Are you <laughs> I mean, is, does that satisfy you that you're better than most? Mm -hmm. Right. Where I'm like. Why don't we compare ourselves to the best? And I'm not saying you have to be Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. right? But if you compare yourself to him and you try to reach that level, I guarantee you get to a higher level than you ever thought you'd get to before. I'll buy that. Right? Okay. And yeah, your confidence sure. will yeah. go through the roof as you're growing and doing it anyways. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're going to be like, well, I know I can't ever beat him. Still can't beat Michael Jordan. Right. <laughs> I, think, I, I think also to your point, like, we compare ourselves to the best in a lot of different things that we do. So like for you, Andy, you know, in, in let's say sports broadcasting, which is mm -hmm. what you spend a lot of your time doing, you probably look at and look up to a lot of big time sports broadcasters. Oh, sure. And yeah. you're probably like, man, yeah. like, what am I doing today to be as good as those guys? You know, mm -hmm. we sit here, we're doing this podcast, you know, we're, we, we're, we talk about things all the time, mm -hmm. you know, week to week, like, how's it doing? What do the analytics look like? You know, we see what's coming out of some of these big names. Right. You know, how do we make it better? How do we strive to kind of get in that direction? Right. Not necessarily that we think or we want to be them, but mm -hmm. how do we strive to get to yeah. towards, what you know, this in the same direction that they're yeah. moving? I mean, a fun little tagline that's going along with what you're saying is, you know, if you shoot for the star, you'll at least end up amongst the star or shoot for the moon, you'll end up amongst yeah. the stars. And I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know. And sure. I just, I, I overthink things. That's one of my problems. Well, sometimes I think it's, uh, if you, if you do that and just let yourself go, I'm just going to go try to be that mm -hmm. right now. You just give them your permit yourself permission to go succeed. Mm -hmm. Right. You kind of let like open that gate. Like I'm just going to do it. So, and mm -hmm. now it's just a matter of, can we train your brain from not being so result oriented right on well, did I lose 10 pounds? Did I lose 15 pounds? Did I mm -hmm. lose my two pounds this week? And be more process-oriented. Right. It's on, I know it's if we get to the process-oriented, that result-oriented will come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, enjoy the path. Enjoy the, the ride. You yep. know, it, I'm seeing more and more of that. Like, don't get hung up on losing this, num this number or that number or reaching that goal. Uh, like, when we put our videos on YouTube and we only get, like, 200 views, it's like, God. That's way better than so and so's, and he's got sixty four thousand views. What's going on? Like, you can't get caught up doing that, mm -hmm. you know. Yep. And that's probably where I'm looking at. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday. Try and beat that mm -hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's a big one. You guys were talking about a couple of things earlier, but what what about? And I, don't, I didn't hear if you guys touched on this. I stepped out for a second. The mental game. Do you get into that a lot? Did you guys talk about that earlier? Uh -uh. Do you guys get into that with your your program and your company? Because I feel like that's really like huge yeah yeah i mean that's what we talked about earlier yeah. right i mean it's not the motivation is going to get you there to the discipline and that mental side of it and yeah i mean that's the that's the huge portion of it because we can talk ourselves out of it all mm -hmm. the time right i don't feel like doing it oh my gosh i don't want to go oh i'm too busy i have 400 things to do i have kids going to six different practices it's deer season i don't have time to walk in the morning Right, things like that. We constantly talk ourselves out of things, so we spend a ton of time on the mental side of things and just developing that. And work, I mean, heck, from simple things of writing out. Let's just write out affirmations, right? And we'll have people write out three to five affirmations, and I'm like, you need to read these every morning and every night. But it's funny how when you start saying stuff, mm -hmm. how you slowly your brain starts to believe it, and then your foot starts to step forward towards it, and your body follows second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the more and more we get involved in things and, you know, we've got three kids, our last one kind of coming up through sports now, and it's taken me all this time to really dial into this, but seeing how important that mentality is in just that game and it's, you know, and that game can be applied to anything, you know, whether you're trying to get yourself more healthy or build a better podcast or mm -hmm. do better at your job or whatever the case may be you see these kids and it just becomes so much more apparent. I don't know if that's come with age or what you see things and you're like, you can watch, like we'll watch a basketball game and we'll be five minutes into the game and I can see it. I can see it on the kids' faces and I know if they're going to win or lose just by their, you know, their body behavior. language. Yeah. Right. And it's all in their head. Yeah. And sure enough, it happens every time. 
so how how important that mental game is to every single one of those things. Like, obviously, like you've said, it's a big part of what you guys do. It has to be. Absolutely. It's huge, especially in new sports. I talk to people a lot of times. I mean, I learned this growing up in the Olympic shooting and right and things like people talk to me about pressure and how do you handle pressure situations and I'm like it's really like your body's a muscle it's a, it's a routine so people ask well how do you handle pressure when you're shooting and I'm like well I've shot this shot so many times it's habit it was just a habit so and I put mentally I put myself mm-hmm. into Right. If we want to, if we want to talk the shooting industry, I'd be like, well, I put myself at low eight, the last target. I'm tied. If I hit it, I win. If I don't, I work, I tie. Right. And so I've put myself there before we even got there, and I've done that in practice so many times mentally, standing in that same position and shooting it over and over. Right. It'd be no different than somebody standing in free throw line, I'm like, hey, bud, all right, you got two shots. You're down one. Hit one. You tie. Miss them both, you lose, but you hit both of them, you win a state championship, Mm -hmm. right? And you put that kid in that situation 600 times. When he actually gets into it in the game, it's nothing for him. He doesn't even think about it. It's just like, oh, cool. I've done this before. I hit this most of the time sitting with my dad at at the free throw line. And it's crazy. You feel like, at least for me, the mentality that I have, I'm very like looking at at this process. And to me, it's like, no, it really shouldn't matter if you're, if you've got it down, you've got it down. Like if it, it like it's a machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reality is, if the mentality's not right, you can be as as good as anybody else out there. But if the mentality's not right, mm-hmm. you're gonna miss. Yep, hundred percent of the time. Yeah, and I, I think that's a lot of. The, I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about, and that you really have to realize. Yeah. Yep. So from a um, business standpoint, what does your organization look like today what are you what are you guys up to um you have to get any specific numbers but like kind of the breadth of the clients you're serving and and those kinds of things yeah so we serve really anywhere from gosh probably our main clients anywhere from mid 30s to gosh i think our oldest clients 87 today so we serve really anywhere in between there i'd say the majority are probably 35 to 55 and, you know, they're just in there. They want to lose weight or they want to just literally just feel better about mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. I try not to tell people. Most people tell me, oh, I want to lose weight and blah, blah, blah. Right? I want to yeah. lose 100 pounds. <laughs> cool. But if you were the same weight but you didn't hurt, right, and you could go play with your grandkids and you could go do this or you could go to a football game and just sit in the bleachers and not be like, oh, my gosh, I can't hardly move my back because I've been sitting here for three hours now. Mm-hmm. Would you be happy about the weight? Most people are like, well, yeah, actually, I would be oh, right. So yeah. it's really not always just the weight loss mm-hmm. and the number. It's really more of like I want to be able to live the life I want to live now, without you know having to go see my doctor right. on Monday because I'm right. in pain because I just went and played golf for two hours on Sunday or you know right? I just went deer hunting <laughs> and I can't hardly step and walk right. Yeah. It's just simple things like that that we take for granted. That's like. That's really what people want. And so that's probably sure. our majority that we do. We do do some athletes and things like that, but um, we're getting more into that. Um, that's kind of, I guess, our next step as mm-hmm. far as what we want to grow and develop as we were talking with the cheer athletic and building a, mm-hmm. faci- or a facility and things like that with inside that. So it's more of just a lifestyle change for your everyday folks. I mean, yep. and that's what we're, that's who we're talking to. We're, we're common folk, yep. right? Yeah, we're the everyday common folk. Common folk. Yep. You, do you have a, a, a number of folks on your staff that are serving these people? Yeah, so we have three trainers right now on our staff. Um, we're looking to hire another one. Then we have a part-time registered dietitian that does um, more specific stuff. If we have people that really, you know, get into diabetes and things like that, she helps out a lot with that. And mm-hmm. There's a lot of different medications that I don't necessarily know a ton about, but she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need those experts. Yep. Well, and it sounds like a lot of what you do now is virtual. Mm-hmm. So, like, anyone listening to this, whether they're in Great Britain, I mean, it's crazy who <laughs> listens to this podcast and where they're from. Yeah. Uh, where can they find you? Yeah, they can go onto our website, or I mean, I'm sorry, go onto our Facebook Envision Fitness or our Instagram, um, which is per, probably 80% of the people get a hold of me as they DM me. Hmm. And so, yeah, that's how we pretty get most people. It's all specifically under Envision Fitness. Yep. And I think our, uh, I think our uh, Instagram is Envision to be fit. Okay. So, which is kind of what you talked about. It's the mindset. You have to physically get there or mindset wise get there that's where envision came from for sure and then your body will follow it yeah 
And by the way, guys, uh, those hills up in Boyd County are really vertical. Like that's hard walking. Oh, I bet. You, you know, yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I saw some too. <laughs> we walked some yesterday too. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got to hear about this. Yeah. You guys went deer hunting. Yeah, we'll get into that. Right, we'll put you on our Huntley program. So I, uh, some friends with the shooting industry. I got some friends that that are Hoyt reps and things like that. So mm. we put this whole. Hunt leap, we call it. Okay. Hunt athlete, hunt oh, leap program okay. together. All right. For people that are maybe going on elk hunt into the Rockies and how they basically can go from zero to this and be able to hike for five days up at 10,000 feet. Sweet. Yeah. So That's we'll awesome. See. There we, we go. We got a plan for you. Yeah. I mean, All we right. were just talking about how uh, he looks like Steve. What was his last Ranella. name? Ranella. Yeah, you look like Ranella. So yeah. anybody that knows Steve Ranella. I feel like Adam right here sitting here. It's like his twin. That would be a perfect combo if you and Steve Ranella got together and he's out. <laughs> Long lost brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and he's teaching people how to how to hunt and how scout and so on and so forth. Yeah, cook, yeah. yeah. And you're like teaching people here's how you need to be prepared for this whole thing physically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Dude, that would be. Yeah. Put a backpack on, like all the stuff, right? Because you got to carry that, right, right Andy? Right. And venison is very nutritious, but you don't need five bowls of it. You know? You <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> you guys, and you guys would totally pass for brothers, so it would be like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to send him a text when we get done here. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're, uh, <laughs> you're, uh, you got his text? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure somewhere. Yeah, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> the last thing that I want to know about, just because I'm super curious, um, and this doesn't really have anything to do with the business and all that, but you were talking about the shooting because I'm, like, I'm into that. I dig that. So you were doing Olympic skeet shooting. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. And that was through your college. No. So this was um, – so okay so i'm highly competitive make a long story real short yeah highly competitive i've always grown up in hunting my dad's a huge outdoorsman okay um, me too today and so we'd go pheasant hunting i was probably you know 10 11 years old i couldn't hit the broadside of a barn of course i'm pissed mm-hmm. right because i've missed like seven birds now mm-hmm. ruins my dad's hunt because i'm just <laughs> getting mm-hmm. back of the truck he's like this is not even fun for me anymore and i'm like well me either <laughs> you know yeah. so he had a friend that he worked with that did some skeet shooting. So we went out to the range. He's like, oh, I'm going to take him out there and teach him some leads and things like that. And then he did like a league with this guy. And so I would always go with him and watched it. And then I got into shooting and did some stuff. And the story he tells, I don't really remember this. I was like, man, it'd be fun if like the Olympics were on in shooting. And so he looked it up and saw that it was. And so we randomly, I'd never shot out of the state of Nebraska. And randomly he came to me. He's like, hey, let's go to Pennsylvania and shoot in this grand i think it was american grand am or something like that was called and i was like oh, okay that sounds good let's go i'm 12 you know i'm like oh, whatever you know of course we drive there that's the worst drive ever for yeah. a 12 year old oh gosh oh my lord i was like no no like fly? screens and all that kind of stuff at yeah. that time yeah you're just <laughs> no. like you're sitting in the truck just oh, looking just out the window bored. yeah right going across the midwest and yeah. so anyways i get there and i just happened to win it all and my parents didn't think I would win it. Hmm. But the thing of it is, is if you win it all, you get an invitation to go to the Olympic training center with the shotgun coach and shoot for him. And so I randomly went down there in January of, I don't remember what year it was, but he liked what he saw. And then he put me on the national development team and gosh, it just kind of grew from there. That's crazy. That is so crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I feel like a lot of people have um, a lot of confusion about this because there's all these words behind shotgun shooting Clays. Mm-hmm. So skeet is specifically what? Um, so there's a high house and a low house, and you kind of make a half moon, and there's eight stations in between there. Okay. And so you shoot anywhere from two to four shots at each station. But it is clay pigeons. It's clay targets, yep. Okay, and they're, they're coming out of the house. The house is out in front of you. Yep. And it could go in any direction. It, it Nope. They're always going crossways from you. So okay. depending on where you're standing is how they're coming across okay. from you. Okay. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Because you move around the, the station. Yeah. yeah. I like shooting clay pigeons. I think it's so fun. It is fun. It is fun. Yep. It's fun. Yep. But that's where that comes in. So now you like still bird hunt. You oh, pheasant, absolutely. Yeah. And you're pretty good at it, I'm assuming. I'm better than I was at 12. Okay. I can tell you that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched? It's an old show. We watch a lot of stuff at home. Uh, have you ever seen Top Shot? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, with okay. Tom. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So you weren't on it. 
the show. I was never on that one, no. Okay, okay. No. So we do, fun, like, funny little side story with Top Shot. We do the merchandise for uh, the Veterans for Child Rescue, which oh. is uh, Craig Sawyer's yeah. uh, company. Yep. And he, he was on there a lot if you watched that. Yep. Um, so we we handle fulfillment for them, but great, oh, that's cool. great folks there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Random. That's yep. Funny. Yeah, man, I feel like we could do a podcast just on that shooting topic because that's <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll have them back. We'll, yeah. we'll see how the numbers go on this one. <laughs> yeah, so, if they're bad, I can get a I can get a guy that made the Olympics. He'll come down and we can right. chat with him for a little bit. Cool. Both of you guys cool. could. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. Cool. Yeah, that no, that's an interesting topic. It's it's cool to. Um, I feel like as far as the 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 physical health and fitness thing goes, like. There's a little bit of stigma there, especially with um, people who aren't into it, you know, and they're just kind of like, oh, you know, these fitness people, mm-hmm. like, look at them, yeah. you know, blah, 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 all this kind of thing. And I feel like with some of the things that we've talked about a little bit today, it just kind of brings it to home a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like the folks that you're working with, again, as I said earlier, this is just common folks. Like, you're just trying to help people build a better lifestyle all around. Yep. Like, this isn't about becoming uh this big old like monster dude that's gonna go mm-hmm. out to the to the beach or whatever like it's just that's what people think i feel like yeah yep. you know but yep. here in the midwest um it's kind of a little bit different thing and that's cool that what you guys are doing and then to kind of tie it into your background and you know the shooting sports and stuff like that which i definitely want to learn about more about down the road yeah, but yeah that's cool well uh, i've never told you this but the first time i saw adam and thought okay this might be something a uh, fitness guy I could get into, you know. We are at Top Golf, and you were drinking a craft beer and just having a great time. And your golf swing was better than mine, but not so much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, you think of fitness guys, and they're just carrying around, like, some weird green drink, you know, and slurping it, you know. No, you like were just a you were having smoothie. a beer, having a good time. So I thought, okay, this really is more about lifestyle. And, and, you know, not overdoing it. Moderation, right? 100%. So. It's 100% moderation. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. So you are, um, how, you're, are you in Omaha? Is that where you live? Yep, I live in Omaha currently. Okay. So it's not far. We got to get you back. Yeah. Our um, son is starting to shoot, yeah. and he's kind of learning the, the trap shooting. All the, all the schools around here, and you may know this already, have teams, have trap teams. Yep. And again, like skeet, trap. You know, there's all these different terms, whatever. It's a little bit different things going on, but um, trying to get him into that, and he loves it. So he does. And I'm trying to show him, but I, and I'm okay, but no You're one ever showed good. me. Oh, I come just on. learned. You were on the yeah. team in high school. Mm-hmm. If we like, could have somebody like you out and just and just get there with those kids, we've got probably four or five of them that okay. are into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, it'd be cool to. Yeah, let's do it. I love working. I do that on the side, and I love working with kids because oh. I want to see the shooting program and sports so to grow. So we need and... Adam for to train Joel on how to run <laughs> yep, yep. and shoot. Okay, hired. Yep. Well, yep. I want to enter that, the shooting class because uh, every time we do a pheasant episode, I'll, I'll miss, and that's always the me you know, taking it on the chin and everyone making fun of me again. I've seen you miss. <laughs> yeah, you were there. You had the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just take me out. Then you're going to look really good, Andy, uh, okay? Uh, no, I, I'm, he knows I'm pretty bad. <laughs> no, you're not bad, but that, <laughs> but that one time it wasn't very good. Yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, that one time, the one time. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So to close out, anything that uh, you wish we would have asked? Anything else you want to um, to put out there at all? No, I mean, if you're just thinking about the journey, it's that's the big thing for people is you know you don't have to start and be perfect at it, right? You're going to make mistakes along the way. Just start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Start as simple as walking. Mm-hmm. Walk a little further than what you did the day before. And eat a little bit less, but you know, don't wait. That's the biggest thing I talk to people probably about. Like I hate when I hear, "Well, I'll wait for the perfect time. I'll wait for till January one." I'm yeah. like, "Well, you just wasted sixty days, forty five days. Why not just start now? Like, there's no perfect time. It's never going to be a perfect time to do it. So mm-hmm. just do it now and quit waiting because January one, there's sixteen hundred other excuses you can make. That's the mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. like, don't wait till next Monday. I mean, it doesn't have to be like. No. I'm kidding. I mean, I and, don't wait till next Monday. But I know no. how people think. It's like, it's true. what, I want to start a new on week. a Wednesday? That's random. Right. But yeah, just start. Okay. Correct. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, Envision Fitness, if they search that, they're going to find you. Yep. Cool. Perfect. Good deal. Adam, so great to meet connect. you. Connect. Connect. Yep. Connect. Cool. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you coming out. Appreciate Andy putting this together. 
It's yeah. been yeah. fun. Yeah, it's great. It's good chat. Yeah, yeah. We got. We'll have some more plans for the future, though. I think sounds like awesome. Yeah. I, I'm into it. Yeah. Thanks, Adam, for coming out. Thank All you right. for the invite. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank All you, right. guys. Peace. All right. We'll see you.